Right. The topic I want to talk about tonight is a very, very important topic, and that is, what's the right balance? What's the right balance of gashmius um, to allow your kids to have? On the one hand, we don't want them to become too exposed to gashmius or too much in need of it. On the other hand, we don't want them to feel deprived. So, what's the right way to approach the issue of what's correct and what's not with running gashmius? Now, like I said, it's a, it's a very big question, it's also a very loaded question because there will be cases where people will point to say this, that the mishandling of this issue is something which causes kids to go up the derech in both directions. And therefore it's an important topic to discuss. Therefore, I'm not saying anything which said at me, I'm saying both al-smusa and al-sadacha. I can tell you Shadish comes from Shamazam and Arbatasan on this topic and the rules which they gave. And that's what we're just going to try and give over tonight. In fact, there's a haktama. There's a haktama. And that is before we talk about the approach to one's kids regarding gashness, the MS is the much more important question to start with, is what's your approach to gashness? Because this is going to make a very, very big difference to how you do it. Why? Why? So I'm going to start with, like I said, a number of, let's call them, let's lay down a few principles, a few axioms if you want. And then once we've done that, then Vaisal will be able to talk about the mice and how to put them into practice. So that's what I want on the first item to first thing, finish the principles, then afterwards we'll see how they all fit together. Okay, so therefore, like I said, when you come to the topic of Gashmias, how you as a parent view Gashmias is going to make a tremendous difference to the way that it's going to impact on your children, and this is very important. Why? So I feel, uh, let's start with the principles. Number one. Number one. One of the biggest mistakes in Chinuch is, and I'll put this in capital letters, don't be a hypocrite. Children see through it, and it never works. Don't preach a certain style or a certain standard to your children if you're not holding it by yourself. Chinuch has to come from a place of MS. And that is that this is what I really feel and so I really do or try to do. And in made I'm in a position to say that this is what I would like my children to do also. But if I'm doing one thing, don't try and convince your children to be different because it's not going to work. It's not going to work and not only that, you lose credibility over it. Right? And therefore, like I said, for someone who wants to live a certain lifestyle themselves, but they tell their children how much it's so important to be different for what they're doing themselves, and therefore, before a person is going to try and think what the right chinuch is, like I said, the aleph is, you have to know for yourself. What's the, le- what's the, what's the level of gashmius or interaction with gashmius that you're trying to have as in your home? That's the first The second axiom, number two, equally important. And that is, it's a mistake not just in chinuch, it's a mistake in everything. And that is, we don't gain anything by making people feel deprived. We don't gain anything by making people feel deprived. Not children, not bachrim, not adults. The way to deal with something is not to, to make a person feel that he's giving up on something and he's missing out on something. And even if he's going to do it for altruistic purposes, you think that, yes, you're doing the right thing by with, with not having something you want, that doesn't usually work. And this is a big principle in Muslim. That is the chinuch, it's a big principle in Musa. 
If a person wants to overcome a taiva, normally the worst way to go about trying to do that, as we ever makes a mistake, is to try and deprive himself of it. It backfires. The more I feel I can't have something, the more it's megara and the it's hard to have. And the more you try to fight it, the more it's going to backfire. That's not the mahal of the books. Right. That's the second point. The third point. The third point. And that is that when the, when the question comes up of Gashmias that your child has, the, besides saying it makes enough community of what the family, where the family is going, the second major factor which makes enough community is what's the society you're in. Don't discount that. It's very important. Because a second, another, we haven't explained this point in yet, but we're going to still get to it, and that is that a very big part of Chinuch is the way a child sees himself clapping everyone around him, clapping his peers, clapping his friends. There's an unspoken, or sometimes even is spoken, there's a certain yachas, there's a certain relationship, and a certain ranking, and there's a certain, like, so, so to speak, <coughs> uh, hierarchy, in wherever it is. And it's a very important part of Chinuch that a child shouldn't feel that he's that different, that he can't communicate or he can't interact with his class, with his friends, with whoever it's going to be. Again, there are exceptions to this, yes. If, you, if you're the rov in a place where no one else keeps Shabbos, no one else keeps Kashrus, then things are going to be different, of course. Then you have to prepare for that. It's not a given that it's going to work. But in a normal situation, it has to be taken into account. It has to be taken into account what's the standard of the place that you're in. Okay. So those are my three anachas. I have one more anachas, I want to tell a story first, and then I'll get to it. Now, one of the most common questions people ask about the chinuch about themselves, and that is, that of course they like the idea of spending a life of Torah, of course they like the idea of learning, it all sounds wonderful, but does that mean that they're condemning themselves to a life of poverty, a life of difficulty, a life of not having whatever they want to have? Right? Is, that, is that what they're signing into when they decide they want to learn? And I always say, and this is a question that I get asked, like in, when you're trying to convince people or talk to people about the idea of, of, this, of wanting to spend, uh, going to learning, whatever it's going to be, it's a very, very common question, both from the boys and from the girls. It's a normal question. They grew up at a certain level of life or a certain level of, like, by the Baptist type, and that's deciding that I'm going to now want to go into learning, does that mean I'm giving up on everything? I'm not going to have anything? And the answer I always say is, no. It doesn't have to be like that. Obviously, the circumstances, one can't predict how much money a person is going to have, but it isn't axiomatic that if a person decides, I want to go into learning, that means I'm not going to be able to afford to cover my bills. That means I'm not going to be able to buy the food I want to buy. That means I'm going to live a very restricted life. It doesn't have to be. When the Mishnah says, All the Rishonim point out, it's not a chiyuk. It means even if that's what a person is going to have to do, he's still willing to do it. It doesn't have to be like that. If a person is zaycha, that he can be zaycha to social khanas, and he can learn Torah and be, and be satisfied with what he needs financially, that's fine. There's no problem with that. Now, if that's the case, there are, there are people that I would advise and I have advised that if they think we're going to learning, right, but they, they feel, everyone has the point that they, they feel this is too much for them. I'm willing to you know, live a certain lifestyle, but if, I'm, if it means having to eat bread every day because I can't afford anything else, that I'm not prepared to do. Okay, 
Fair enough. And for somebody else, that's not going to be the kind of point. It's mean that I'm willing to live the life, but it means I can't visit my parents and spend his money twice a year, or once a year, whatever it's going to be. Then the life is too hard for me. Or for some people, it's going to be that I can't afford to to pay for groceries, to pay for mishlach, whatever it is. I can't afford to have a car. Everyone has the minimum that they feel they need in order to live. I would never recommend a person to go beneath the minimum. What you feel you need, I would never recommend a person to go beneath the minimum. Because, not because I don't believe that there's a minor in serious nefesh, but because experience has shown it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because when the person gets to the level where they feel that they're choking, they feel that they can't manage, and they feel that they're not, then they just get depressed, and they don't learn either. So you don't get anything like that. Maybe the Bnei Aliyah, but we'll talk about that in a different context. Right now the Mitzvah says, if a person needs a certain level of cashness in order to feel comfortable, beside it. Beside it. You can try and make things work out that you can have the minimum gashmas you need and still be able to devote yourself to learning, if it's completely, if it's to an extent, whatever it is. But to, if it's going to be less than that, so should a person be most nefesh and make do with less? If that's why he's asking the question, then I would say no. It's not going to work. It's not going to work because if a person feels that they don't have the, what they consider the minimum requirements, then it's possible they're not going to learn either. Now, so then what's the theory? What's the problem with having Torah and materialism at the same time? So the answer I always give is, there's no problem with having it. The question is the direction. What interests you? The direction. Because here there's a stir and here's an irreconcilable stir. If a person's direction in life is to enjoy Eulah Mazeh, and if I'm always looking for new places to eat out, and new places to visit, and new home furnishings, and a nicer car, and everything else, the mindset is, it's a mindset which is not conducive to Torah. Not just the Torah. It's a mindset which is not conducive to Torah. And the Gemara says this. A person can't go two directions at the same time. So if I, if I, what I need is I need to have a certain menuchas and nefesh, a certain standard of living to feel that I'm not, I'm not missing something, and now I can devote my thoughts and my energies and my, my kavana to what I'm achieving in Ruchnius, whether it's in teaching or kirov or rabbonus or learning or whatever, writing svarim, it doesn't make a difference. Good. Because then my focus and my hatzlach and what I'm looking to do is Ruchnius. And I'm not lacking anything for it, so I'm happy like that. But if a person is looking, looking to enjoy Ruchnius, and at the same time looking to enjoy Gashmius, is a stereo, it doesn't work. So if a person, so you, like I said, it's not a question of how much a person has, it's a question of where a person gets his satisfaction from. Where a person sees his, where he's trying to achieve. Now, that's for a person himself. That's for a person himself. Therefore, let's go back to the first rule I said. When it comes to gashmas for children, the first question is, and that is, what's the focus of the family? What's the focus of the family? Because for an adult, the a person needs to start off at a point of I'm not missing something. Whatever my basic requirements are, I have that. Now I'm able to focus on learning. Now, the mitzvah is, the teva is, that if a person focuses on Torah, or chesed, or mitzvah, or whatever it's going to be, and they feel satisfaction in it, gradually they don't need to look for satisfaction in the kashmis. They're getting the satisfaction in life, they're getting the gashmak they want, they're getting the fulfillment out of it. <coughs> so I don't need it anymore. I don't need it anymore. Not because I feel I'm deprived for not having it. It's because it's not important to me. Right? And I always give this notion. Right? That a person, even if in the world of gashmak, a person has to make certain choices. 
So if I, if I chose one option, I don't feel deprived as I can choose the other one. I prefer this more. If you have a choice to go out to eat, and you can choose, should I go out for pizza or should I go out for a steak? And you choose, I prefer the steak, I'm going for that. You're not going to go after this now, I missed out, I didn't have my pizza. I chose the better option. So you're right, I didn't, but this was worth more. If a person gets, gets to the level they get a geschmack, they get a satisfaction or fulfillment out of what they're learning or out of what they're doing in Rechnias, so we made a, the, the, the gashness becomes less important. I don't need it to give me to, to give me that sense of fulfillment. That's Agav. The Mahalik we have from the Bari Musa and also from the Poiskin. And why is that? Shal says this, the Chaznish is exactly the same thing. If a person wants to work on detaching from Taivas Olam Azeh, the way to do it is to look to get a fulfillment, to get a Kashmak in the <coughs> Because that, if a person is going to try and restrain himself from Olam Azeh, he's going to feel the breath. If someone will say to you, you enjoy chocolate, don't eat chocolate. Don't. Don't. Not at it. You'll feel the breath. Or if a person feels the breath, then you're making the Nisayan for him to go eat it. Mashanka, if a person is asked, okay, yeah, chocolate's Kashmak, beside it, who's. I don't care about that right now. I've got better things I'm worried about, bigger things I'm worried about. We made it, he's detached from it, but it wasn't for the fact. I found something which interests me more. And therefore, if there's a focus on Ruchmius, we made it, the Gashmius becomes less important. And that's why it's a natural progression. You'll find people when they started off into more Gashmi things or whatever nature it is, and as they mature and as they get more into focused on whatever they're doing in life, so these things become less important. Not because they made a concerted effort to stop to fight the taiva, but because it's a, matter, it's a matter of focus. It's a matter of focus. And if this is right now in my life, and this is what's now our priority, and this is what's more important to me, me may let the other thing take second place. It's not so important anymore. I remember one of my bachim in the yeshiva, he came to tell me, you know, he wants to know where, which shawam place he's going to eat at. It's a big thing, which shawam, which is a good action or a good action. So I gave him a list of the ones that have a good action. But, uh, he's going to try them all. So then... He asked me, by the way, when was the last time you went for a shaman? I don't know, I think about it. 20 something years ago, man. <laughs> so, I don't know, 20 plus, I don't remember. Is it? So, so what? Is that a good heksha? So I said, no, it's a great heksha. I told you you can eat. So, so why did you go? So he asked me. Great, I never decided not to. It just it never struck me. I should have wasted my time. I had to go by a shaman. It just doesn't interest me. There's nothing wrong with it. But, but then, I had to myself, this process. Okay. It's it something which you don't actually make a, a point of fighting. It's not important to you. So it, it falls by the wayside. It, 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 great. We always go past. It doesn't interest you anymore. You don't even think about it. Right? And that's, that, that's what I'm called the mahalach of when a person has a certain focus, Mimelech, the other thing takes a second place. You can't have it with both together. The one is going to be at the expense of the other one. Now, therefore, remember, this is the point when it comes to Chinuch. But remember, you're the adult, and therefore you've been through this process. However many years it's taken you, you've been, your child's not holding there yet. Your child's not holding yet. And therefore, even if in the family there's a certain, you're holding by a certain madrega, don't assume your children who are just starting to grow up now and just find out about the world are necessarily your madrega. They haven't got there yet. They haven't got there yet. And therefore you can look at your kids and say, why in the world would you want to buy an ice cream? Who cares about ice cream? Because that's looking at your perspective like the adult. They're not holding by that. And therefore, you've got to take 10 steps backwards and understand where they're holding. Where they're holding. Right now, they don't have the satisfaction that you got out of a career. The satisfaction you got out of Rukhmias. 
the maturity that you have about priority in life, right? Or the direction that you have towards Allah and Allah. They're holding when you were holding when you were that age. Okay? So now you've got to start from their point of view. Yeah. Therefore, Aleph is. You've got the, the, the way to, to work with Kashmir is focus on developing Ruchnias, and we made it become less important. And it's a process and it takes time. And give it the time. It needs that. To force somebody not to have Gashmias is to create an opposition. You're creating it where there wasn't one before. And besides uh, telling you this, I'll be Muslim. I'll tell you this, I'll be psychology also. And the Gemara says it's psychology. When I think I can't have something, then I have much more of a type of Much like when it's past the sudden. So, okay, it's not, it doesn't become the challenge anymore because if I want it, I can have it. Now, therefore, therefore, the first look at it is that. Remember, what, what your relationship with Kashmir is, is not at all the relationship. You're looking at the perspective of 30 plus years or 20 plus years more than them, and maybe the relationship they'll, they'll get there too. But right now they're not there yet. And therefore for them, you have to think of it in their terms. That's the first insight. Therefore, all the parents say, we can't understand why our kids need these things. Like, why in the world would my child want that? Right? Stop thinking it from your perspective. Think of it from his perspective. You're you're older than him. You're more mature than him. You've already got a life for yourself. He doesn't. You have to understand it from where he's coming from. Just like you understand, right? Most most guys our age around the table are not that into sticky lollipops. Right? It's just not our thing anymore. Right? We've got out of it. And you can't understand why in the world your kid's going crazy for a lollipop. What's the big deal? Okay, but remember, he's the kid. You were also like it once. You gotta put yourself into where he's coming from and understand who he is. That's can't be overstated how important it is the rule of Khanach. You can't mechanic your the, your kids on your level. It doesn't work. Now that's number one. Number two. Number two. And this is what you said before. Don't be a hypocrite. Right? Don't if, if a person is holding by enjoying Gashmis on his level, then don't try and deny the kids the Gashmis on their level. If you're going to spend 200 shekels of Shabbos on a fancy whiskey, and don't try to tell your kids they shouldn't enjoy camp. It doesn't work. You're being a hypocrite. Right? And same thing. If by you it's Hosher that you have the, the, the newest shiny model car, then expect your kids what's brand new plane will do. Just bring it down to his level. Don't be the hypocrite and tell him why it's not good for him. Why are you playing that there? Now, I'm not saying, I'm not giving connect to the adults here. But I'm saying it's, uh, it's the same point from a different perspective. You've got to see the way the child looks at it. Now, if that's not your thing, and if you've had some, you are focused on Ruchnius, you're a serious printer, and you don't care about Kashmir's, good. The Chinuch is to try and get my kid to feel that way also one day. One day. That he'll, when he's an adult, he'll get there too. He's not there right now. And I don't expect a five year old, a six year old, even a ten year old to be there yet. Right? It takes time. It takes time, it takes development in Ruchnius, and it takes getting a satisfaction out of Ruchnius, which also takes time. And if that's the case, I can't deny my kid the gushings he wants now. It's just going to make him feel deprived. That's Aleph. Now, base. So, and therefore, if you're not trying to make your kid feel deprived, what's the right measure of gushings let him have? Okay, so now we come to our second axiom. And that is, I don't have to, I don't have to introduce him to more gushings than he knows about. I don't have to give him Yetzir Horus he never knew existed. Right? And I'm saying this because there are people who feel that they're obligated to show their kids the world and make them aware of everything that's out there, and I don't think that's a healthy matter. There's no reason for it. I don't know. 
you work with what the kid wants, and, if, and then with his hasagas, and then it's give him a new hasagas. Therefore, what I said before, is it makes a very big difference in the surrounding where the child is. Because where, is it? where, are, where are his hasagas coming from? So it's normally from his friends, from the people in the area, that's what he sees, and that's what he has an idea of what's available to him. Right? That's what he wants. Right? Obviously, for other reasons, you shouldn't be letting your child watch. Uh, whatever's available uh, yeah, on the internet or the movies or things like that, there are many good reasons not to let have. We'll still talk about technology one day, but obviously, besides for anything else, it's going to open his eyes up to a new, new Yeta Harez. I'm just saying, Gashmi, so he didn't know existed. Right? But, in a normal sense, where the kid's world is his neighborhood, his friends, his surroundings, right? So, what's the Gashmi he's looking for? What they have. And people in other places which have a different world of Gashmi, he doesn't even know about it. That's not what speaks to him. I'll give you a mushroom. I'll give you a mushroom. It's not a mushroom. It's a, it's a, sorry, that's the true story. Right? Um, here in Israel, what's the Gashmi that people are looking for? Kids are looking for either candy of the various different psychedelic colors, right? Ice cream, maybe a bimba to the server on Shabbos afternoon, or things like that, right? That's more or less as far as it goes, right? Now, that's, that's Gashmir's. What else can you have? A bit old, you want the bicycle, right? Years ago, I took my older kids to South Africa. Once we went pretty young to South Africa, South Africa, most people have swimming pools. Everyone has a huge house, and most people have a swimming pool. Like it says, but the eight of dust, but it's swimming pool. Now, if you're going to stay too long in South Africa, believe me, you're going to want a swimming pool. Because if every kid in the street is going to spend his afternoon in his own swimming pool, then what about me? I feel left out. But you know what? You come back to Israel, and there's maybe two swimming pools in Yerushalayim, and suddenly you know, forget that actually we know we want our own swimming pools. That's not on the cards anymore. Right? But that's the idea of what I'm talking about. I was once took a group of people and removed a semi curve expedition to Tifrach. I don't know if you've ever been to Tifrach, but it's, uh, it looks like a shtetl uh, from, uh, from Europe, which got transposed in Israel with all the wear and tear of the, of the move. <laughs> and the, the, everyone's amazed. Like, how did children grow up in a place like this? Like, well, what's the answer? That's what they see. What's the expectation? They see what their friends have. They want the same. All right. So their friends have a few chickens in the backyard. You also want chickens in the backyard. <laughs> but the cars, you talk about that thing. But uh, whatever it is, that that's the expectation. That's the that's the Kashmir we're living with. Okay, that's what they want as well. And if your kids in the class, where everyone in the class goes out for sushi twice a week, they're going to want that too. But if your kids in the class don't want to dreams of such a thing, they won't want it either. And therefore, what the expectation is is going to be very clearly on what they're aware of and what everyone else does. They want to be the same. Now, if I'm allowed to put it in these words, that's what I call. A Wanting to be like everybody else is a mutti It's normal. It's normal and it's expected, and there'll be something wrong with it. And therefore, you have to live with that. You have to work with it. If everybody in the class is doing something, you can't make your child different. And we've got a psaf like us from Rav Yashif. was against boys riding bikes. He held was like, on it for whatever reason, he didn't like it. But when parents used to come and ask, my son wants a bike because everyone in the class has a bike, Rav says, go buy him a bike. What his shit is about bags, what's the difference, right? Now your child's in the matzah where he's feeling left out. Everybody has something and he doesn't. It's not an isser. It's a child of Gashmir's. Should you give him a back? 
Yes. In fact, it's going to be Because if everybody else is like that, then you can't be the one that's not like that. Now, I'm not talking to everyone's doing Averis. That's a different story. But if everyone's a certain standard of Gashmias, you have to give your child the same. Another psaq, halach Right? There's something in the schools here. They have some what they call chugim. Um, I don't know if you have kids old enough yet, but they have like these after-school activities, which aren't covered by the Mitzvah so they're pretty expensive. What do the kids do? They learn dancing or music or painting or whatever. All these little things which aren't really important in life, but Lema'isa, it's the after-school activity, which can cost four or five hundred shekels. I run a stock organization, and so many times people ask me for money to pay for their kids' hugging. And I always have the question, is this a necessity for the stock to pay for? Is your kid has to go learn, at three, has to go learn art. Like, come on, it's like... Is that stock expense? We went to ask the postkin. A few postkin here at the shop. Is this something which a stock organization has to pay for? And the answer was unanimously yes. Yes. Because it's not a vote of the, the chog, it's about everybody's doing it. And you can't afford to let them be different. It's, yes, you can pay with stock and money to make them the same as everybody else. Now, if no one else is doing it, okay, I don't have to look for extra things which no one's doing. But if this is the standard, this is the norm. This is the thing which everyone's doing, good. So then it's even considered a, a stocker expense, a, a, so to justified stocker expense to make them not make much of my children on the competition. Not different. That's my second point. In other words, the level of cashmist is going to be determined by the surroundings. And if it's going to be important to me, good. Then choose the surroundings where, where there's a level of cashmist you, you don't object to. If this is the way you are, then you're going to have to give your children what everyone else has because the damage of them making them feel deprived is worse than the damage they're going to get by, so to speak, what you think, with you as a parent, that it's too much, too much cash That's the second point. The second point. So again, number one, don't be a hypocrite. Number two, don't make a, a situation where your child feels left out. It's not just a problem of him, he'll want cash from more. It's also going to have a negative effect. Because he's going to feel resentful to the people who wouldn't let him have what everyone else said. It's going to make much more, and he's going to want it more. Okay, now the next one. So on the one hand, so far I've said is maybe very much to the to the one side. Why you shouldn't deprive your children what they what everyone else gets. You shouldn't make them feel precious. It's not they're not at the age and not at the stage for it. But now's the counter. On the other side, on the other side, you, it's not it's not a mahalach chaim you want to encourage. It's not a mahalach chaim you want to encourage, which means it's very easy to get caught up in the wanting to be better than everybody else because I have more gashmas than them. And there's a big difference between being the same and trying to outdo everybody in gashmas. Now it's, it's it's only one step more, right? It's like I want a back because everybody has a back. Fine, accept it. If already, I want the nicest back. No. There's a big difference between them. Don't make Gashmias the standard that they're trying to push. That's something that they're trying to add to everybody in. You're changing something from a level which is normal that I want to be like everybody else to the area I want to show that I'm better in. And that's already a big difference. It's a big difference and it's a very unhealthy difference. Because you don't want someone's achievement to be that I have more Gashmias than you. That's going to become a mindset for life. I want to be okay. Everyone has, I will say, I'm not, I don't feel left out. Do I want to see where's the area I want to excel, <coughs> where's the area I want to shine better in? Keep the priorities straight. Keep the priorities straight. You want to show you the best in your class? Good. Learn harder. Do more chazaras. Get the highest mark on the test. 
be the biggest Baal Chesed to everybody else. Or whatever it is, that's the area you want to shine in. Don't let Gashmi is the area where you want to show that you go back to in because that's going to become a different point. Then Gashmi becomes the way that I want to show I'm better and we made it, I'm always going to look for more than everybody else. That's not a healthy thing to do. That just sets off the cycle of everybody trying to outdo everybody. There's a big difference. There's a big difference which I don't, I don't want to feel worse than everyone. You know, I, I want to be like everyone. Everyone has I have also said it. It's not the area I'm trying to show I'm better. It's not the area I'm trying to be the best. Because when it becomes the competitive mindset, makes Gashmas into something which becomes an obsession. And that's dangerous. And that's the point I've made before. If I add up, I understand about children. And that is, to have what I need to feel comfortable. I don't feel deprived. I feel I have enough. I don't feel I'm even missing out on something. That's good. It's healthy. And like I said, I don't normally advise people to go less than that because normally they aren't strong enough to go less than that. Yes, you get the mamish, the people who are most in their face and they feel that, that they're mamish the dikim for living in bread and water. And there are very few exceptions like that. Most people can't do it. If they don't feel they have a level of comfort, they're not going to function. That's okay. But don't make that the area of the focus of my life, that now this is where I want to succeed, because that's going to destroy anything else. So yes, I'll get my child everyone else has. Within the range, hopefully the lower end of the range, but they don't feel left out, they have. Why do you have to be the best at that? Why do you have to have more than everybody else? Why is this this the area where you want to show you better? Well, not. But then again, remember, you have to live that level. You have to live that principle too, as the parent, right? Yeah. If your mahalach is listen, everybody goes on a vacation. We also go. Everybody has a whatever it is. We also have. Say that. But then the mahalach is we're doing what everybody does. We don't have to be different. We don't have to be special. If you as a parent want to show, no, I have the fanciest. I have the best. I've got the designer tie and I've got the this. Then you you yourself are living the stereo. Right. Say nachanaim. It's not, and you expect your children to go the same route. Whatever. The relationship with Kashmi says, Kashmi gives it to us that we should be satisfied, we should be happy, and we should be able to focus the meaning in life. Things which are more important. We don't have to deprive ourselves and we don't have to feel like we're missing out on something. We're talking about obviously things which are mutter, not things which are awesome. In the realm of what's mutter, we don't have to feel left out, we don't have to feel deprived, we can enjoy what Kashmi gives us, and we can then focus on what's important in life. And that, that same feeling has to filter through to our children. You'll have whatever else is, you're not going to never out. Everybody else gets candy, you'll also get candy. Everybody else wants an asking for a Shkodesh, you'll get to ask for your bag of shaka milk, you'll get it as well. Everybody else has this kind of toy, or this kind of backpack, or this kind of headband, or this kind of watch, or this kind of yamlaka, or whatever it's going to be. Besides, I'll do the same for you. I'll do the same for you. And yes, they shouldn't feel deprived, they shouldn't feel left out, and they shouldn't feel embarrassed because my father is the guy who's learning, and therefore you can't afford to buy me shoes, right? That's a very bad thing. Yes, it's even better to go and use stock of money for that. It's even more to the guy who's talking about that. It's healthy for the emotional stability of the child that he feels he's, like, he's, not, he's not an abach. He's not different to everybody else. But, equally important, the other side. Even, don't make it the point that they're looking to excel in. What's important to us in life and, and now, I said the one half. Don't look the person looking to excel, now let's go to the second half. This is the harder point. You as a parent, don't push that as the thing that you're going to, that that's what a child's looking to get. There's a certain age where you reward the child with candy, because that's what he understands that he enjoys. You reward, at a certain age, you reward a, kid, a child by giving him money, because again, that's what he appreciates. But it has to be a certain stage where he looks. That's not. That's not the goal. It's not that everything is just in order to get more candy. Everything is in order to get more money. There has to be a goal beyond that. And therefore, a part of chinuch is to get to the goal beyond that, and that there's something else in that which is more important to us. 
And then yes, it's good, and yes, we're not missing out on this, but, 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 but the things which are more important. And therefore, once again, this is uh, maybe, we don't have time in one discussion to talk about this completely, but at least it's mentioned an idea. And that is, part of your responsibility as a parent is to give that scale of priorities. Yes, as a parent, you're going to provide the gashmas for your children, but at the same time, it's worth the feeling of how important is this in the scale of, in the bigger picture of what's, what, 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 do we, what do we look to enjoy? What do we look as important in that? And the other phase of the chinuch for that is, we said this before once, it comes up in here, ish lefi What's the topic of the Shabbos table? This guy's new car, and that guy's new this, and wow, that guy's whatever. Or this guy finished shas, and this guy did this, and this guy did the mitzvah, and this, whatever, whatever it's going to be. What's the focus of what's important? Now remember, if a person doesn't feel they're missing out on something, they're willing to look at more. So I have what I need, I don't feel I'm missing something. Now, what's better than that? Oh, this is what's important, this is what's good. That's geschmack, that's what I'm looking to do. Say it. I provide the, the, the standard, which is normal for the feel they're missing Gashmis, but at the same time, it's with a certain halacha that there's something more than that. And if you want the best example, and this is a very nagay example, a Shabbos Siddha. No one's, uh, besides the fact that it's a mitzvah, but no one's going to tell you, you enjoy your food, it's, it's just like 100% Gashmis. Right? The Shabbos Siddha should just be the tzimtzum, you know, salt, maybe if he's a fish for them. No one's going to say it. Besides the fact that it's true, it's a mitzvah to enjoy Shabbos. So yes, you're going to give, you're going to make Shabbos a gash mystic, a positive experience, right? And uh, I've said this many times, and I'll say it again. Again, you remember your children are children. So for you, the ideal Shabbos for the matri sushi and, and whiskey or whatever it is, you can't expect to make, your children want them to enjoy Shabbos also. So give them the food they like. Give them the food they like. You want them to enjoy it too. And you're going to say, oh, gosh, I should spend uh, money on candy every week. Yes, yes. You prepare to spend money on what you enjoy for you, spend money on them, what they enjoy for them. That's only that, that's for the child. Yes. You want to make an experience that they're happy, that they enjoy, that they're getting whatever whatever the gosh, they want. Good. Make it something they'll enjoy in Shabbos. You're doing a mitzvah at the same time. The match is only Shabbos. You don't feel left out. You, right? I love myself. There's an, an, an enormous range. Snack books. Enormous. Right? A different, uh, whether it's these uh, various flavors of, I don't know, uh, you call them crisps or things in the bags, I don't know what they matter, but, but it's um, these snacks, right? Or chocolates, or candies, right? And of course, like, and whatever it is, and all of the, all of the, uh, the and, 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 and yes, that's the Gashmi's narrative, show. Good. So I'll take my kids to the store and say, choose whatever you want, put it in the cart for shops. I don't care if well, it's, it's this color, that color, this flavor, that color, whatever you want. Take, 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 go take the bag you want, push ups. Fine. They're not going to feel left out. They can come, they can choose, they can have the one they want. I don't mind, push ups. But now, once you've done that, okay, so now the gashmus, let's say you've satisfied. But now, what's the discussion of the meal of the shabbos? What's the discussion on the table? About, is it just going to be about who got the best flavor and which is the nicest one to take and how much, and no, we want to make it beyond that. It's a good start that everyone feels it's they've got. Now let's go. Let's, let's talk about things which are of more significance. That's the same thing. The the the, the I'm going to finish with this point. The the chachmatic way to deal with kashmis is to take away the time of it. You need it. You want it. You'll have it. 
Don't worry. You're not going to miss out on anything. Don't worry about it. You'll have what you need. No one's taking it away from you. No one's going to say you can't have. No one's going to make an ASIC about that it's too much gashness. You need it, you can have it. And then again, that's the important point. If you don't need it, there's no reason for it. If a person feels he needs it, okay, beside us. If you need it, have it, take it. Not a problem. But tone it down. Then it doesn't become such a big thing. It doesn't become such a big focus. It doesn't become the, the arena where I'm trying to be successful. If that's what you need, that's what you'll have. It's okay, you'll get it. Uh, that that gives the mindset. It's not a shame you you aren't taking away from, from somebody something that they're going to feel deprived of, which is important. It's not a shame that it takes away the feeling of this is that slacha and this is the tachlis and this is what I'm working to. So, so that's that's in the points we're going to talk about tonight.